I'm Monica Kelly, and my guest today is Andrea White. She's a Tennessee State Director of the American Canoe Association. Andrea, tell us about your background as a paddle instructor as well as your role in the ACA. Sure. I've been a serious paddler for uh, probably seven or eight years now. I've been a paddle instructor for four years. I'm a level two river kayaking instructor, which means I'm certified to train paddlers on lakes and class one waterways. Here in the Nashville area in Middle Tennessee, we have a plethora of of those waterways. That's more or less all we've got for about a two-hour radius. So we have uh, just a phenomenal blessing of, of phenomenal waterways right here in our Middle Tennessee area. As the state director for ACA, uh, that's an elected role. It's a volunteer role. Um, I work with the paddling leaders from the regional clubs across the state and also all the instructors across the state. We come together to try to do good things for our rivers, try to to do good things for paddlers, to, to put training in place for new people coming into the sport. And also sometimes to, sometimes we're lobbying. Sometimes we're lobbying on behalf of the rivers or on behalf of the paddlers. Uh, sometimes it's a river cleanup. It, it can mean a lot of different things, but, but the gist of it is that I work with paddlers all across the state to try to support our sport and support our rivers. Primarily, the ACA is an organization that focuses on education of paddlers. It's kind of got built a curriculum um, that is considered the gold standard of training for um, kayak and canoe and stand-up paddleboard. We really focus on you know, all the amazing things that paddling can bring to your life, and let's give you more control of your watercraft so that you can experience those things. We really believe in training. It's, it's, it's sort of the, the core thing that, that all ACA members have in common. How popular are paddle sports these days? Oh, it's incredibly popular. I can't give you statistics specific to Tennessee, but I know the Outdoor Foundation recently did a study that showed there were 22.9 million Americans that put a paddle in the water last year in 2019. Um, about half of those are in a category that we call recreational kayakers, and that tends to be the folks that are buying the, the entry-level, more inexpensive um, watercraft and just trying to sport out. And they really are the ones who are, the, or are, are you know, just experiencing the joys of our sport for the first time, but also have the least uh, knowledge and experience about the hazards. And so statistically, they're the most at risk, even though they're on the easier waterways. So a lot of what I've tried to do in my role as state director is how can we bring these folks into our sport and also enhance their safety so that they'll stay in the sport and everybody will have a good time and they'll all go home safe at the end of the day. How accessible are these things for beginners? Oh, it's incredibly accessible. With the decrease in the cost of manufacturing for some of these boats, You can now purchase a kayak uh, almost as an impulse purchase. Unfortunately, there's not been a similar um, rise in safety and training. And there are a lot of folks getting out on the waterways that just don't know what they don't know. Have paddle sport fatalities increased? They have. Paddle sports as a percentage of boating fatalities have increased. And and it doesn't seem to be a change in behaviors as much as it is an increase in the popularity of the sport. When they really dig into the numbers, the fatality rate seems consistent per capita, so to speak, of folks participating in the sport. But we have so many more people participating in the sport now that we just really need to make a priority of providing some training to help them out. Now, that's challenging in a COVID era because 
there's all these protocols that we need to have in place to do effective rescue training. But, but we're soldiering on. We're trying to do what we can to make things safer for folks out there. Are fatal accidents preventable? The vast majority of the fatalities that we're seeing are. That's not to say every fatality is. Sometimes there's a certain amount of risk in our sport, uh, particularly among some of the high-end and the more advanced boaters. There's a certain amount of risk that sometimes people assume. But what we're seeing in Tennessee, and this, this is also true nationally, is that the increase in fatalities is happening on these lakes in Class 1 waterways. And by and large, if people were wearing a life jacket, that would solve 85% of these situations. Um, I mean, literally, 85% of these fatalities wouldn't happen if someone was wearing their life jacket when they capsized. In the other scenarios, it's things like knowing how to read a dam release schedule, understanding what the river gauge readings mean, and that the increased dangers of a river at high water, understanding what a low head dam is. A day of training can make a tremendous amount of difference in the amount of information you have to plan your trip. And the fatalities that we're seeing really, unfortunately, are wholly preventable. Tell us about your rescue training. About four years ago, as a board member for my local club, the Tennessee Senior Rivers Association, we started a class called Rescue for Wreck Boaters. And what we did is we took a lot of the rescue training that was being offered to the more advanced boaters of coastal kayaking and whitewater kayaking, and we dialed it down for lakes and class one boaters, the beginners, and offered some skills training to this beginner audience that had never had access to this kind of training before. It's been a real game changer in our region, and it's made a huge difference in educating our local recreational kayakers, building a safety-conscious community of recreational kayakers that sustains itself in many ways once we got it started. In terms of ongoing training, we just finished a class that was kind of a, a beta test for the nation. Um, This was an instructor training class uh, to train new rescue instructors. And historically at the ACA, a rescue instructor was going to be an advanced whitewater boater who was going to train other whitewater boaters who are by definition somewhat advanced boaters on advanced waterways. And they would certify we have levels of one up from one to five of, you know, they would need to certify as a level four or five instructors, an advanced instructor. And in this class, we tried to do something different. We tried to recruit candidates who want to teach beginner boaters. And we specifically trained them to certify them at a level two or level three level so that they can train folks on these entry-level waterways. Because there are some of the drills that we do in that rescue training that really seem to be making a difference with the beginner boaters. That, for instance, in my certification as a level two paddling instructor, because paddling instructors and rescue instructors are certified differently, those drills are not in part of my certification. But by being a part of the teaching team on these rescue for wreck motor classes for the last four years, I've seen the difference they can make. Um, There's one drill in particular called the strainer bar drill that we simulate a tree across a river. We basically are putting beginner boaters in a hazardous situation that's in controlled circumstances with trained instructors to help them, but it's a dynamic river feature. And for many of them, it's the first time 
they've ever been put in the middle of a dynamic river feature. And what happens at the end of it is that I no longer have to tell them they need to wear a life jacket. They want to wear the life jacket because the river has now taught them to wear a life jacket. They have learned that the water is more powerful than they are. And so part of what we're trying to do is with our instructor training is build a system that can more effectively train these beginner boaters, these 11 million people out there that don't have training um, so that they will want to wear a life jacket. Tell us about the Nolichucky Outdoor Learning Institute. Oh, yes. No, the Nolichucky Outdoor Learning Institute is wonderful. Uh, and founder Scott Fisher is one of my favorite people to partner with. Um, he is a level five whitewater instructor and a level five rescue instructor. So he's already topped out and both of, of, of what around here are considered some of the highest certifications you can get. Uh, he's currently training to become an instructor trainer uh, to certify new instructors um, because he's just so amazing. And he hosted this class where we were um, training these new, this new batch of rescue instructors. He's been just a constant ally in understanding, even though he's coming at it from a very advanced paddler perspective, he understands the fatalities are happening at the beginner level. And he's trying to help me and the rest of the state approach this strategically um, so that we can be more effective with these beginner boaters who are the ones who are statistically the most at risk. Without his help, we could not have done this beta test for the nation. So he's been an integral part of the success of this pilot program. What's the greatest part of your job? Oh, well, the greatest part is going paddling. <laughs> the, the best part is when you're actually able to go out on the rivers. And, and I am lucky enough to be able to do that with a lot of my former students and hear, and hear their stories of ways they have used their skills in real time on the, on the river to save someone else, to nip a situation in the bud that could have become a fatal situation before it ever got that far. And I love hearing their stories about the people that they help just in day-to-day paddling, because that's what river people do. They help each other. And I feel like with the help of all the other volunteer instructors um, across the state and the clubs that have, have helped me put all these programs together, because um, it's not anything anybody can do by themselves, I feel like we have empowered our community to help each other and they do it every weekend. And I just love it. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Paddling and, 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 and enjoying our waterways and getting back to nature is such a wonderful, emotionally sustaining experience, but there are hazards out there. And if you're looking at a waterway and you don't see a hazard and you don't see a reason to wear a life jacket, that is the number one indication that you should sign up for a class. Um, if you go to AmericanCanoe.org and search find instruction, you can find instructors in your area and um, sign up for a class because there's nothing that breaks my heart faster than somebody who's just getting into the sport and has a horrible experience just because they didn't know something. And it was such an easy thing that someone could have taught them. Andrea White, Tennessee State Director of the American Canoe Association. Thank you so much. Tell us, if you would, your website. 
Uh, well, for my chapter of ACA Tennessee, I run a Facebook page. This is the ACA Tennessee Facebook page. Uh, but for the American Canoe Association, it's AmericanCanoe.org. Okay. 